Hi besties, welcome back to another Suspect episode. I'm getting you guys another episode in like two weeks and not a month. Aren't you so fucking proud? (sighs) I missed you guys. I feel like that's like always one of the first things I say, but I genuinely miss it. Like when I sit down to record, I feel like I'm sitting down to like FaceTime with like one of the girls and like dish them all the latest tea. I don't know. You guys, I have been doing so much. So the last time I recorded, I think I told you guys that I had family coming into town. So I had family come into town. I got to spend some like really much needed time with my mom. Um, I mean, I got to spend time with the whole family, but I really got to spend like three days just one-on-one with my mom. And I felt like she really needed that. And I felt like I really needed that. So yeah, we kind of, I just booked us a hotel in downtown Denver and we kind of just like hung out around downtown and walked around, went to like an art festival, went swimming, got in the hot tub. It was just so fucking nice. And I think I've said this before, but my mom was born and raised here in Denver and she hasn't been back since she was like a child, you know, like when they left Denver and moved to Florida that was the last time my mom has been here so this was like her first time visiting like her hometown in like 30 years so it was really cool to like you know walk her around and let her see like how much everything has changed in Denver and how Denver has just progressed to this fucking amazing city and she was definitely mind blown so it was really cool to like see that through her eyes you know um so yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. You know, got to hang out with my grandparents, got to hang out with my aunts, cousins, uncles, pretty much everyone. Um, we played apples to apples a lot, which I'm a fucking beast at. I always win. Sorry, grandma and grandpa that I beat you guys, but I had so much fun. So yeah, I just think it's really cool sometimes, you know, when you get to hang out with your family, it really kind of just like takes you out of your element honestly like it made me really emotional which I didn't really expect because you know I love my family obviously and I've seen them multiple times since I've moved to Colorado but I don't know something about this time was different like after I left and you know they were getting ready to get back on their flight to go back home to Florida the next morning I just came home and I was like crying like I was crying because I was just so thankful to have that time like with my family and like just sit and like enjoy each other's presence I think that you know as humans sometimes that we take that for granted and that like time with the family can almost feel like kind of a responsibility rather than a blessing sometimes right especially when you grow up and you're around you know your family every day like you guys know how it is so I like was kind I wasn't like not looking forward to them coming I'm not saying that I was definitely looking forward to it but I was like okay I have to like schedule this time I have to make sure these days are open like it was starting to feel more like a responsibility because I was having to plan these different things I was having to coordinate so it started to feel like just kind of overwhelming at first but having them here and just spending that time with them really like just fucking like snapped me back to reality it's what I needed like I needed to be grounded again and I feel like I got that and I just walked away from that week feeling so blessed and so thankful like I think that we've all have experienced like multiple different types of love right you know whether that's romantically or with our friends or with our family like whatever that looks like but 
for me personally, like I sat in that room with my family and just had conversation with them, laughed, and I felt so much love, like more love in those three days than I have in like the last couple years. Like I just really, really needed it. And yeah, I'm just so happy I got to see them. So if anyone in my family is listening, I love you guys. And I'm so happy we got to hang out for that time period. And I hope to see you guys soon. I'm trying to come to Florida. I'm trying. It's hard when you have a job. You can't just fucking go do whatever you want. But yeah, so... I know you guys are probably wondering about me spending time with my family, so I wanted to catch you up on that. Um, Let's see here. Let me pull up my little podcast notes list for today. Oh, oh my God. I got to tell you guys this funny story. So listen to this. So me and my mom are staying at this this hotel in downtown Denver, right? And it was the Hyatt, like really nice hotel, fucking like 35 floors, whatever. So I get us a mountain view and we're staying on the very fucking top floor. Like, which is fine. Like, I didn't really care about that. We had to take the elevator. It was chill. Whatever. So we get on this elevator. And we realize that it's, like, really fast. We're like, oh, my God. This elevator is, like, fucking <laughs> speedy quick. Like, so we didn't really think anything of it. Whatever. It was just kind of like, okay. Like, brace yourself. Like, you know it's about to be quick. Whether you're going up or down. So, whatever, my mom flies in on Friday, we, like, hang out, just have, like, a chill night at the hotel, you know, she's, like, jet-lagged, tired, whatever. So, Saturday comes, and I tell my mom that there's an art festival in Cherry Creek, which is, like, probably, like, 10 or 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and I was, like, oh, like, let's just Uber to the art festival, like, we can walk around, see the different stuff, and then just, like, you know, do whatever we want after that. And so, my mom's, like, cool. My mom is, like, really, like, she has social anxiety, so she's not, like, really good in public settings. Like, so getting her to go to stuff like this is already, like, I don't have to talk her into it, but it's one of those things where you can tell that she, like, wants to do it, but she's not really sure. So if you just, like, keep telling her, like, yeah, this is the plan, this is the plan, like, she'll do it, right? So I'm like, okay, I want my mom to have fun. So I plan this, whatever. So I call an Uber, and me and my mom are in the hotel room, like, getting ready. The Uber says he's here. I'm like, hey, mom, cool. It's time to go. Like, let's fucking go. So we walk out of our hotel room, we go to the elevator like normal, and we get in the elevator. It stops at like floor six, and this other lady gets in. She was like an older lady. She kind of reminded me of my grandma. So she gets on the fucking elevator, and she's like really nice, like whatever. So the elevator starts going down again from floor six, and then we hit floor three, and the whole fucking elevator, I shit you guys not, fucking jolted. To the point where me, my mom, and this other woman had to, like, fucking grab onto the side because we all would have fucking fell, like, on the floor. So, like, fucking jolts. And then it just stops. And everybody's just like, what the fuck? Like, nobody says anything. We're all just like, what the fuck? Like, looking at each other. And, like, I didn't say anything because, like, I had smoked right before this, right? So I was, like, pretty fucking high. I was a little high. I had smoked a joint. So I was like, I don't know if I'm tripping. Like, sometimes, like, I just feel like after you smoke a joint, like, things seem more dramatic than they are. So I was like, I think maybe my mind is, like, over-dramatizing this. I don't really know. But then the lady in the elevator looks at me, and she's like, what the fuck? And so I knew, like, I wasn't. So I just stand there for a second, and then I press the fucking call button, and the guy comes on, like, the elevator call, and he's like, okay, he's like, well, we're coming, like, just stay patient, and he, like, you know, he was really sweet, he, like, stayed on, 
you know, the little fucking elevator call thing with me the whole time to make sure that we were all okay. So he's like checking in on us like every two minutes, everybody okay, everybody okay, like we're coming, we're coming. And I'm like, yeah, cool, we're fine. My mom and this lady are freaking out. I'm the youngest one, so I'm trying to calm them down, even though I'm fucking freaking out, bro. I'm claustrophobic. It's hot as fuck in this elevator. Not to mention that I have no fucking cell service or my Wi-Fi won't connect. So my fucking Uber that I called is just like fucking waiting there. And I'm like, oh my God, great. Now this is going to get canceled. I'm going to get charged for this. And I'm still fucking in this hot ass elevator with these two women that are clearly freaking out. And I have to pretend like it's all good. Whatever. So we hear people on the outside of the elevator, like trying to reset the elevator. The guy on the call box is like, okay, well, they're going to reset it. And the doors are either going to open on floor three where you're at so you can get off or the elevator is just going to come down to the lobby and you guys can get off. And we're like, okay, cool. Like whatever. So you keep saying two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. It ends up being like fucking 25 minutes. Like, I'm not kidding you. It was like 25 minutes, no cell service, hot as fuck. It's like a hundred degrees in Denver this day. And I'm just like, oh my fucking so finally they reset the elevator and the guy on the call box is like okay well we just reset the elevator so like i said the doors are gonna open or you're gonna go down the floor one now and we were like okay and so the elevator like you know ding dings what the fuck ever and then does it open on floor three no does it go down to the lobby no what the fuck does it do it shoots the fuck up fast as fuck i felt like i was in that scene from charlie in the chocolate factory you know when they're like in the fucking elevator and it like shoots out of the roof and like floats whatever yeah i felt like i was in that scene except like the elevator was gonna shoot out of the top of the building and i was gonna fucking splat on the sidewalk so the elevator shoots up and me and my mom and this woman are just like literally bracing like eyes wide the fuck open mouth wide the fuck open staring at each other like (sighs) anyway shoots all the way up to the top floor fucking jolts to a stop again the doors open me my mom and this woman fucking run off this elevator bro i'm not kidding you like fucking ran so we get off the elevator and there's like this other couple that's like standing there waiting for the elevator and they're like probably in their 30s and so i looked at them and i was like you guys do not want to get on that elevator and i gave them like a quick little like synopsis of what had taken place and so what do they fucking do they get on the fucking elevator people don't listen like people are like you could be trying to save someone's life and they just don't fucking listen they're just like (laughs) they get on the elevator they press a button the elevator starts making all these weird fucking noises and acting weird again the girlfriend runs the fuck off she was like fuck you like she they told us not to get in this fucking elevator and what did your dumb ass do you walked your fucking six four fucking floppy looking ass in here yeah, so the, anyway, they both, they both ran off the elevator, and it was so funny. So we all get on another elevator and rode down together to the lobby, and anyways, my Uber driver waited for me for like 25 minutes. He was like the sweetest man, and I was so thankful for him. I gave him a nice tip, but yeah, that was fucking terrifying, and then me and my mom, every time we got on the elevator for the rest of the weekend, we were like, oh my fucking God, we, we don't know if we're going to make it or not, but we're going to hope we do. So, yeah, I just figured I had to tell you guys that story because, like, I told that story to my grandma and she was, like, crying laughing. She was like, no! And I was like, grandma, yes! Like, absolutely that happened. So, I just thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, something that I want to talk about that disturbed me. I saw this a couple days ago on social media. I don't know what it is, but you guys know how it is. Like, when you are, like, looking at people you went to high school with or school with, I guess, in general, but really it's high school, and you're, like, looking at what they're doing after high school and, like, I don't know. Some people are doing really great, and then some people just give me the fucking ick. And I'm not a judgmental person. I'm not saying all that to say this. I'm not at all, but it's like, when you know these people, I don't know how to explain it. I just get the fucking ick, okay? I shouldn't have to explain the fucking ick. So... I'm scrolling on fucking Instagram the other day, just minding my business, seeing what everybody's up to, putting little hearts under my girlfriend's pics, you know, whatever, the usual. Liking all of Chris Brown's pictures, Bryson Tillis. Um, So I'm scrolling through, and I see a picture of these three men I went to high school with. And so two of the three look completely normal. I mean, they look great, to be honest with you. Like, they have, like, tattoos. They look like they've been working out. Like, they look, you know, healthy, I guess is the way to describe it. They're both in healthy relationships, like, engaged, I think, whatever. Then, the third person in the photo. You guys, I am all for getting tattoos for your hometown. Like, I get that. Show support. You know, you're from Florida. Woo! What the fuck ever. This motherfucker, I zoom in. He's got tattoos on both arms. I zoom in. This motherfucker has the Florida Interstates tattooed on his arm. 295 and I-10 on the same fucking arm. Bitch, when I tell you I fucking laughed for 20 minutes, I was laughing so fucking hard I was crying. Because it was like, what? Like, why would you... That gives me prison vibes. Like, I don't know. It literally gives me prison vibes. It's prison energy. Like, and he's built like he just got out of prison too. So it was just like, oh my fucking God, bro. Like, I sent that to everyone, all of my friends. I was like, bitch, this motherfucker did not get this tattooed on him. And everybody was so dead. And they were like, what the fuck, bro? Like, and they don't even look good. So I don't know. Like, I just, I really get icked out by the men I went to high school with like I don't know what it is but can all of you if you're listening to this just fucking stop because no no I just uh, it reminds me of like that no regrets tattoo or whatever you know from the movie like it's almost like if he did that but instead of like no regrets it was like flow grown across his fucking chest like that's how tacky like that is like that's so like uh, ugh anyways that grossed me out this week. I literally was like, I could not stop looking at that picture. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? And I'm just really picky about tattoos in general. So maybe I'm just being judgmental when it comes to the tattoos because I'm really picky about them. But I don't think I am because other people were like, what the fuck as well, you know? So yeah. Ugh. So anyways, I'm very happy to be back with you guys. I miss you guys. I 
you know, just haven't been doing too much besides hanging out with my family and then working, of course. You guys know I work during the week, and that keeps me pretty busy during the week. It's actually Sunday night right now, and I'm sitting in my fucking kitchen because today I decided that I needed to move my work desk around, and I needed to sweep and mop and do all these things, and I haven't moved all my furniture back yet, so... I didn't have room to like sit and like put my mic in my desk somewhere to record so I just moved my mic to like this little like side table and brought it into the kitchen. I'm literally in my fucking kitchen recording. It's kind of funny. Honestly this kitchen's really small and I'm just like dead ass in the center of it looking at the collard greens and the breadcrumbs and the rice. But yeah, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Um, I'm trying to think what new TV shows have I been on to. Oh, I started The Boys. I started season three of that, like that superhero show. Um, yeah, that's not what I expected it to be at all, to be honest with you. It's very graphic and very, like, I don't know. Like, some of the storylines are just like, what the fuck? But it's good. Like, it's not, like, bad. It's just weird, I guess. Like... I started season three, episode one, and then the very first episode on season three, there's, like, I don't even know. I don't know anyone's names yet, but there's, like, this little dude that can, like, shrink down, you know, to, like, tiny, tiny size, like, Alice in Wonderland type vibes, and he, like, jumped in somebody's asshole, and I guess, like, if he sneezes, he, like, returns back to, like, normal size, so he, like, jumped in someone's asshole, and then he, like, sneezed, and he returned to normal size, and the person just, like, combusted. Like, basically, I was like, this was, like, the first five minutes of the episode. And I was like, what the fuck? And I had no idea what the show was about. Like, I just started it because somebody told me it was good. And I had no idea what it was about. So I didn't even know it was about superheroes. I was like, okay, like, here we go. Like, let's see what this is about. Yeah. Fucking exploded in someone's asshole. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, Amazon Prime is wildin'. Yeah, so I watched that. I finished my Mormon shows about the FLDS. Those are both really good. I'm really into learning more about the Mormon religion and FLDS in general. Um, so if any of you are listening, like, are familiar with that or have experience or, like, grew up in that kind of environment or know someone who did, like, please reach out to me because I'd love to, like, you know, maybe have you on the podcast or, you know, read your email or whatever. You guys can always send me any kind of crazy stories, experiences, any kind of case request over to Katie, K-A-T-I-E, Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-D-Y at hotmail.com. Also, suspectpodcast1 at gmail.com. Feel free to email me whatever. Like, even if you just want to say hi, like whatever. I love hearing from you guys. Also, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram at Katie, K-A-T-I-E underscore K-E-N-N-E-D-D-Y and at Suspect Podcast on Instagram, you guys can communicate with me on there. Send me anything you want to hear, anything you want to discuss. You guys can also find my link tree on Instagram as well. So you can submit anonymously if you'd like to. If you're just I know some people are shy, you know, like they want to reach out or they want to say something, but they're just shy. You guys, please don't be shy. I promise you. I'm, like, the nicest person and the easiest person in the world to talk to. Like, you have no reason to be shy if you're listening to this and you wanted to reach out for some time. Just fucking do it. Just do it. (laughs) 
Okay, so today's episode is going to be on one of the episodes that I watched, and I watched this, and I literally just stopped there and started taking notes because I was like, what the fuck? I've never heard of this. This is, one, awful, but two, just like, I can't even believe this kind of thing, like, is allowed to the point where it progressed to somebody dying because of it. Like, it honestly fucking broke my heart. So, today, we're going to be talking about the 2017 Wichita swatting. Now, if you're listening and you're a gamer or you're a man, you're probably familiar with the term swatting. Me, however, as a bougie female, (laughs) I had no idea what the fuck that was. Obviously, like, you know what the word swat is, right? When you're thinking swat, like police officers showing up, whatever. This was nothing like I expected it to be so basically just to give you like a little background swatting basically started in the gaming community so gamers that were like playing each other online whether it was fucking call of duty or I don't even know video games like this you guys so I can't even think of multiple to name but whatever so these gamers were like gaming online you know live playing each other so what they would do is they would call 911 and they would make something up, like something crazy, like, oh, I'm I'm holding somebody hostage or this person just got shot or I'm about to do this. And like basically to the point where it would freak police out, right? Because you're telling the police that you're holding three kids hostage or whatever the case is. So they'd call, they'd say this crazy story, tell the police an address that they were at. But the problem is, is that they wouldn't be at this address. They were calling police almost as like a prank call to get them to send the SWAT team over to another address where they were not at. It was usually somebody that they were gaming against so that the SWAT team would like bust in and fuck up their game essentially so they would not win. You know what I mean? Like so... There were multiple videos, and you can find these on YouTube, of gamers that are literally live streaming, playing their game, and then the fucking SWAT team just busted in because somebody swatted them. That's what it's called, swatting. So I just wanted to give you guys a little background on that so everybody's familiar with the terminology. So I'm going to be using um, Wikipedia today. Go figure, right? And then this article from Kansas.com with some information as well on the 2017 Wichita shooting. Again, if you're listening and you have heard of this, any information that I don't say, feel free to send that over to me. You guys know I like to be accurate, so if I'm not, let me know. So let's hop into this. So on December 28th, 2017, a fatal swatting incident occurred in Wichita, Kansas, in the United States. During an online dispute between Casey Viner and Shane Gaskill regarding the video game Call of Duty World War III. See, I I told you guys it was Call of Duty. So during this game, Viner threatens to have Gaskill swatted. Gaskill responded by giving him a false address for his residence, one that was occupied by an uninvolved person whose name was Andrew Finch. Viner then asked Tyler Barris to make the required fraudulent call to initiate the swatting. Wichita police responded to the address, and as Andrew Finch was exiting his house, police officer Justin Rapp fatally shot him. So, let's go back to before the shooting, right? So... At the time of the incident, Tyler Barris was a 25-year-old homeless man who was living in L.A., California. He was known as Swatistic online on Twitter. 
He had a criminal record, including domestic violence, and he had served 16 months in the L.A. County Jail for making false bomb threats against KABC-TV, an elementary school in L.A., and a middle school in Granada Hills. He was wanted by police in Panama, Florida, for calling approximately 30 other bomb threats, including one to a high school, and he was also wanted for fraud and mischief charges in Canada for harassing a woman in Calgary. So these are the events of that day. So reports surfaced that the deadly series of events reportedly began with an online argument over a dollar and fifty cent wager. And yeah, you guys heard that right. All of this is over a bet for a fucking dollar fifty. A grown man lost his life because he stooped two stupid fucking young ass kids and I know they're 25 but no fucking kids so it begins over an online argument over a dollar fifty wager in an online match of Call of Duty on UMG Gaming which operates online tournaments including one involving this said game two men Casey Viner and Shane Gaskill fought over friendly fire in the Call of Duty match causing them to lose both the match and the $1.50 in wagers. The two gamers took to Twitter in an argument about the loss. So Viner threatens to kill Gaskill over the loss, and Gaskill intentionally gives Viner the wrong address, a place in Wichita where he had previously lived with his family, where he said he would be waiting. Gaskill's family had been evicted from this house in 2016. Viner then contacts Tyler, you know, the serial swatter. And guys, there's multiple reports, news reports, of them evacuating schools, evacuating buildings, because he would call and do this. And then he would just, like, watch it on the TV like it was a big fucking joke. Like, he was, like, he was literally terrifying these kids at elementary school, these middle schoolers, these high schoolers, these teachers, these parents. Like, oh, so fucking sick. So... So Viner contacts Tyler, and he provides him with the address that was given to SWAT Gaskill. So Andrew Finch was not a known gamer, and he had nothing to do with this Call of Duty match. This was literally an innocent man at home with his family. Literally, he was at home with his family. So using voice over IP through the free Wi-Fi provided by a South L.A. library, Tyler calls the Wichita Police Department. Because the call was transferred from Wichita City Hall to 911, the dispatcher believed that the call was coming from the Wichita area. Tyler identified himself as Brian, and he claimed that he was at the residence of 1033 West McCormick Street, and that he had fatally shot his father and was holding his family members at gunpoint. He asked if the police were coming to the house, saying that he had already poured gasoline all over the house and that he was threatening to set it on fire. So you guys see how dramatic the lies are. You know, like, he's not just calling the police and he's like, you know, I mean, you shouldn't prank call the police, guys. Like, how stupid? Like, do you, how stupid do you have to be to do that, right? Like, these motherfuckers already have no problem fucking killing people. You know what I'm saying? So let's fucking prank call them and really stir shit up. Like, come on. Like, how stupid do you have to fucking be? So these lies, like, you see how dramatic they are. Like, he killed someone, he's holding his family members hostage, and he's about to set them all on fire. So in the police's mind, they're like, fuck. Like, well, we got to get there. You know what I mean? We have to fucking go. They're on guard. So 
Wichita Police Department officers who were not SWAT team members, they were untrained for tactical situations or hostage rescues, respond to Tyler's call, and they surround Andrew Finch's residence. Andrew Finch is reported by his mother, Lisa Finch, who was at the scene, to have seen the police lights outside. He opens up the front door to see what's going on, as anybody would. You mean like he's literally sitting on the couch watching TV and he sees police lights. So he's like, what the fuck? Like, my family's here. Like, what's going on? Let me go see what's going on. Is somebody in the neighborhood hurt type shit? So he sees these lights. He opens the door to see what what is going on. And then Mrs. Finch reports that her 28-year-old son screamed and then they shot him. Moments after Andrew stepped onto the front porch, police ordered him to put his hands up. According to the officer testimony, he began to do so and then he stopped. A Wichita police officer standing on the other side of the street fired a single round, striking Finch and piercing his heart and his right lung. He was transported to St. Francis Hospital where he was pronounced dead 17 minutes after he was shot. Which, pause real quick. Pause really quick, right? Because it doesn't say this in the article, but I watched this obviously on Netflix. So they shoot him. He falls. But the police know at this point that there's still other people in the house, you know, because Tyler said on the phone with them that there's other people in the house. So they shoot him. The police know there's other people in the house. Do they give him medical attention? Nope. Was there an ambulance on scene? Yep. Did they let the ambulance attend to Andrew? No, they didn't. You know what they did? They ordered everybody else out of the house and they made them step over his fucking dying body. As he was gasping for air, they made his mom, his niece, his brother, his nephew, all of his family members in his house step over him, walk out to the street, get handcuffed, sat them the fuck down on the street, and still did not attend to him. So you have to imagine 30 to 45 minutes after all this is going on, he's been laying on the ground bleeding the fuck out. So no, he didn't die 16 minutes after he was shot. He died 16 minutes after he got to the hospital because he had been laying on the fucking ground for 45 minutes. Ridiculous. Because one, the dude was innocent. Two, even if he wasn't, that doesn't mean that he deserved to die. It doesn't mean that he deserved to be shot and lay there and gas for air. But he was fucking innocent. Dude, he had no idea what was going on. So imagine how his family feels at this point. They're literally like, what the fuck is going on? They're all just having a nice evening at home. And then all of a sudden, Andrew is dead. Andrew got shot. And now they're all handcuffed and sitting on the road. Fucking breaks my heart. Breaks my fucking heart. Andrew's mother reports the police then ordered her and other family members to exit the residence. The family was handcuffed and taken to the police department for questioning. Initial reports from Deputy Wichita Police Chief Troy Livingston stated that a male came out to the front door. As he came to the front door, one of our officers discharged his weapon. Livingston did not initially state if Andrew was armed or what caused the officer to fire his weapon. In a later statement on December 30th, the Wichita Police Department stated the shooting was caused by Andrew reaching into his waistband. The officer involved was eventually identified as Justin Rapp, 
a seven-year veteran of the force. In court, Rapp testified that in May 2018 that he was given no information when he arrived at the scene, including when Andrew was given his first verbal command when the 911 call ended, or whether the officers at the scene were aware the caller was still on the phone with 911. Sedgwick County, I probably did not say that right, Sedgwick County Department of Emergency Communications has also denied an open arrest records request pertaining to the 911 call, stating the police department had asked that no more records be released. No fucking way. Can you guys believe that? A police officer shoots and kills someone and they lock everything the fuck down and say nobody's getting these records. He didn't put his hands up. That's why he was shot. How fucking ignorant. How fucking ignorant. Everybody in that police department shouldn't have a job right now. But you know what? Every single one of them still do, including Mr. Justin Rapp that shot Andrew Finch. Does he still have his job? Yes, he does. Was he involved in a prior shooting to this? Absolutely he was. Was he involved in a shooting after this? Absolutely he was. Are there multiple records of him using excessive force with people? Multiple of them. Yes, there is. If you were wondering, go look it up. Justin Rapp, J-U-S-T-I-N, R-A-P-P, still an officer right now for the Wichita Police Department. The fact that the police chief felt comfortable enough to go on a news conference and be like, oh, well, he didn't put his hands up. That's what caused the shooting. No, your officer is untrained and he's a pussy. That man wasn't anywhere close to him. And because he didn't put his hands up, your officer, Justin Rapp, decided that he he didn't deserve to keep his life that day. That's exactly what the fuck happened. It's fucking disgusting because this is the same shit we see in fucking almost every case where a cop is shot and killed someone. They've done it multiple times before. There's multiple records of excessive force and they just keep covering it up and then the police shut it down and they say, no, you know what? Actually, I know you requested these records, but you can't have them because this is a cover up. (laughs) Fucking sick, bro. It makes me so sick. And also another fun fact here is Tyler, the person that was making all these fucking phony 911 calls, this sick motherfucker stayed on the phone with the police the entire time they were there up to 17 minutes after they arrived. So after dude got shot, after they were bringing everybody out of the house and arresting them and setting them down on the sidewalk, Tyler is staying on the phone with them. And not only is he staying on the phone with them, He's still telling them that there's people inside the house. So the police are yelling at the family. They're like, who the fuck else is in the house? And the family, who has no idea what's going on, is like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Like, this is literally everyone that was in the house and Andrew and you guys shot him. But Tyler's on the phone with the police and he's like, no, there's more people in the house. There's more people in the house. So, Oh my god bro it's fucking sick it's honestly sick that he stayed on the phone that long like i mean it's sick that he did any of it in general his little fucking phony calls but to stay on the phone after you know a man has been shot you're just gonna stay on the phone and write it out like what was his mindset there well i'm this far might as well no you fucking psychopath oh So many Wichita residents and other U.S.-based commentators have expressed concern over the death of Andrew Finch. 
Wichita residents used the opportunity of a city council meeting on January 9th, 2018 to voice concerns on the subject, including questioning the release of only seven seconds of the police body cam footage and arguing that the city should assume full responsibility to avoid a lengthy struggle by the Andrew Finch family for justice. The council did not comment directly, but indicated a willingness to consider training procedures at a later time, which is like, I think this is what's so frustrating, right? Is when stuff like this happens, like, we're not asking for much. You know what I mean? Like, we're asking for justice. We're asking for you guys to implement different training procedures so that you don't have pussy-ass cops on the scene that see somebody raise their hands or move a certain way and that terrifies them so much that they pull the trigger. That's what is being asked for. And they don't comment directly. It's kind of a we'll think about it thing like come the fuck on what the fuck does that say about our system what does that say about our politicians what does that say about the people that make the rules for our country like how fucked is that somebody gets shot and killed completely innocent had no involvement in the scenario at all and the mom's like hey can we please get better training procedures for the police officers that are out on duty and they're like we'll think about it We'll take it into consideration. We'll see what we can do. That's sick. That's inhumane. That's honestly inhumane. Nearly a week after the shooting, Andrew Finch's mother, Lisa Finch, wrote to the Wichita mayor and police chief stating that she did not know where her son's body was being kept and that she wanted to give him a proper funeral service and burial. Please let me see my son's lifeless body, she wrote in a letter dated January 3rd, 2018. In the same letter, Mrs. Finch asked why the police officer who killed her son had not at that time been identified, why the family was handcuffed, and when will police return their belongings, including two cell phones and a computer seized from the house. The family attorney, Andrew M. Stroth, has also called for the city, police department, and officer involved in the shooting to be held liable for the unjustified shooting of Andrew Finch, which is absolutely valid. And that's the thing in these situations is like these are valid things to ask for and they just get shut down. It's like, nope. Ugh. Andrew Finch's 18-year-old niece, Adelina, who was inside the house that night, one of the people that had to step over his body, died by suicide gunshot on January 11th, 2019. Adelina was raised by Lisa and Andrew Finch after her own mother had died. She was 17 at the side. She was 17 at the time of the shooting and she witnessed her uncle's death. Lisa Finch blames Adelina's death on the events of December 28th. And this isn't in Wikipedia either, but also Adelina's boyfriend commits suicide as well. So this isn't just one person that we lost because of this swatting. It was three people. Andrew passed away, Adelina, and her Adelina's boyfriend. That's three people in three weeks, two by suicide. <sighs> okay, so just to go back over the parties that were involved in this scenario, we had Andrew Finch, age 28. He was a father of two. He had no affiliation with either any of the three men or the Call of Duty game. We have Casey Viner, who was 18 at the time, of North College Hill, Ohio. 
And we have Shane Gaskill, 19 of Wichita, Kansas, and Tyler Barris, 25 of L.A., and Justin Rapp, who was the officer that shot Mr. Andrew. Of the Wichita Police Department, he originally states that he believed Andrew Finch had a gun, but testified in May 2018 that he merely saw Andrew make a motion with his hand. So legal proceedings. Tyler was arrested on December 29, 2017 in L.A. on a fugitive warrant stemming from a 2015 charge of making false bomb threats to KABC-TV, and he was charged with false alarm, a felony. On January 12, 2018, Tyler was extradited to Kansas, where he was charged with involuntary manslaughter and held in the Sedwick County Jail. So Tyler, Viner, and Gaskill were indicted in the United States District Court for the District of Kansas on May 23rd on charges related to the swatting. Tyler was charged with false information and hoaxes, cyberstalking resulting in death, making threats or death, making threats of death or damage to property by fire, interstate threats, conspiracy to make false reports, and wire fraud. Viner was charged with wire fraud, conspiracy to make false hoax reports, obstruction of justice, and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Gaskill was charged with obstruction of justice, wire fraud, and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Gaskill was reindicted in July on additional charges after it was discovered that he goaded Tyler to try again after the fatal shooting. Which is just like all three of you. Fuck all three of you, right? But to to try and like tempt him again to do this after the fatal shooting, like how sick are you? Like you're just like, oh, oh well, you know, that sucks. It won't, that's not going to happen again like that. Ugh. On October 26, 2018, 46 additional charges against Tyler were added, which included financial fraud and fake threats of bombs and shootings made to police and schools. Some of these charges involved... Unindicted co-conspirators residing in Des Plaines, Illinois, Des, Des Plaines, Illinois, Gulf Breeze, Florida, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Greenwood, Missouri. On November 13th, Tyler pleaded guilty to 51 federal charges for which U.S. Attorney Stephen McAllister recommended a sentence of 20 years incarceration. Under the terms of the plea agreement, under the terms of the plea agreement, Tyler has also been required to formally apologize to Andrew's family and pay $10,100 in fines and restitution and has agreed a five years of supervised release. Tyler's sentencing was held March 29, 2019. He received 90 months imprisonment for the California charges and 150 months for the Kansas charges to be served consecutively. Tyler also paid a $5,000 fine, the full, amount, the full amount of which was rewarded by the Kansas Crime Victims Compensation Board to Andrew Finch's family as restitution. He is scheduled to be released from FCI Phoenix on January 14, 2035. In April 2019, Vider pleaded guilty to conspiracy and obstruction of justice, and he was sentenced in September to a 15-month prison sentence in addition to two years probation during which time he would be banned from playing video games. Viner was released from custody at USP Big Sandy on November 14, 2019.
2020. In September 2019, it was reported that Gaskill struck a deal for deferred prosecution that could allow the charges against him to be dropped. Under terms of Gaskill's pretrial diversion agreement, the government agreed not to pursue the government agreed not to pursue prosecution for at least 18 months. Gaskill agreed to waive any speedy trial defenses and pay $1,000 in restitution, cost, and penalties. In July 2022, Officer Justin Rapp faces civil trial. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit agreed with a lower federal court in Kansas a family could pursue a lawsuit against a Wichita police officer, but not the city of Wichita for a fatal shooting of an innocent, unarmed man who was targeted in a hoax emergency call to law enforcement. In response to Andrew's death, the Kansas State Legislature approved a bill in March 2018 to establish creating a false alarm resulting in injury or death as a Class 1 felony carrying a prison sentence between 10 and 41 years. The bill was signed into law by Governor Jeff Coyler on April 12th. The Andrew T. Finch Memorial Act of 2018 was introduced in the U.S. House of Representatives by Representative Ron Estes in March 2018. The bill, also known as the Preventing Swatting and Protecting Our Communities Act of 2018, would make providing false information with the intent to cause an emergency response punishable by up to five years imprisonment, up to 20 years imprisonment if serious injuries result, and up to life imprisonment if the act results in death. The bill was referred to the House Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, Homeland Security, and Investigation, but was never taken up for a vote and died in the committee. Representative Elliot Engel introduced a bill in 2019, January, to amend the Communications Act of 1934 to provide for enhanced penalties for the transmission of misleading or inaccurate caller identification information with the intent to trigger an emergency response. As of March 2019, it has been referred to the Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security. And that is the story of the 2017 Wichita swatting. And just so you guys know, so Justin Rapp, I was trying to see if there was anything updated on his trial, but I don't. Um, just a quote I want to read from Andrew Finch's mom here because Mr. Justin Rapp did get promoted after this. He shot and killed somebody and did they fire him? No, they fucking promoted him. And so this is what Andrew's mom says on that. She said, It appears the city is rewarding Justin Rapp for shooting her son instead of holding him accountable. They didn't follow procedure, policy, protocol, regulations, rules, or anything the night that my son was shot, she says. I don't know how this man got promoted. It sends a message that civilians don't matter because that could have happened to anybody. The city has said that the department has followed policy and procedure that night and that Rapp was forced to make a split-second decision based on the hoax call, which led him to believe that Andrew was a hostage-taker who had killed at least one person inside the home. The police chief said that he, promotes, he promoted Rapp because he qualified under the city's promotion policy, including written and oral examinations, and the department needs to fill detective positions to continue receiving federal grant money. 
The promotion policy is also included in the Fraternal Order of Police contract, which was approved unanimously by the City Council and the Mayor in December, despite concerns that it continued to keep police disciplinary records closed. I appreciate the public interest given the officer's involvement in this truly tragic event and the timing of Officer Rapp's promotion, Moore said in a written statement. As interim chief, I must make timely decisions to move the department forward based on existing policy, protocol, and for what's best for the city, the department, and its officers. Rapp did not want to be interviewed for this story. Which is like, of course he didn't, right? Because it's like, yeah, you you have nothing you could say that is not going to get attacked. And like the police chief being like, oh, well, we got to do what's best for our police department. What is that? Have crooked officers on your team? Yeah, it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. So I just think this whole situation is so awful. Like this poor man lost his life and then the 17-year-old Adelina killed herself and then so did her boyfriend. Like, oh, that's a lot of trauma for one family, especially when that man was so innocent. He was just at home, spending his night at home with his family. And the mom's right. I mean, that could happen to any of us. Like, think about that. I mean, really put yourself in that family's position. Like, you're at home fucking watching Lion King and you see police lights. So you get to go, you go up to the window to see what's going on in your shot. Like, oh tragic tragic and the whole concept of swatting is so fucking dumb like you're gonna it's it's a video game bro it's literally a fucking video game it's call of duty like what it was a dollar 50 wager and that was another statement that i saw andrew's mom saying like she was like my son lost his life over a dollar 50 like a dollar and 50 cents my son died because of that oh heartbreaking so yeah if you guys have any more information on that feel free to send that to me you know via email or via instagram if you want to watch the episode on netflix regarding this it really is good and they give a lot more information and the 911 calls are all recorded so you can hear you know the calls that tyler made but please don't do any stupid shit like this like just so fucking dumb and ignorant it's very very ignorant and sick that this man had to lose his life these children had to lose their father this niece lost her life because her uncle lost his and then the boyfriend lost his so it's just not one person was affected here it was a whole fucking family it's awful so awful so yeah you guys definitely check out that episode i definitely recommend it it was really i mean not good but you know very informative Well, you guys, we are going into another week, another summer week. It's hot as fuck outside. I do not remember it being this hot when I was young. And I'm in Colorado, so I'm not even dealing with all that humidity that you guys are dealing with for all my Florida people. But but yeah, make sure you guys are drinking your water. It's fucking hot outside. I got sunburnt in Colorado when my mom was here, which hasn't happened since I moved here. Like, I have not been sunburnt here at all, but I had like a tube top on and we were walking around the art festival And I got back to the hotel and I looked at my shoulders and I was like, bitch, I'm sunburned. (laughs) Bitch, I'm sunburned. What? (sighs) Anyways, I love you guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. And again, just want to drop this for support. If you guys are looking to 
find more resources or more information on Planned Parenthood and abortions and how you can support abortions or women that are looking to have abortions or women that have been through abortions, any kind of thing like that, please check out PlannedParenthood.org. You can donate, find resources, read different stories, different... I, um, there's a website that has people that have had abortions are unanimous, unanimously posting like their reasoning behind so. And I just think that... I read through some of those the other day and they were just like really good to read. You know, like all these people have all their different reasons as to why they had to have an abortion and that's fine. And I loved seeing that they were comfortable enough to post that and share that with people. So make sure you guys go check out Planned Parenthood, support your local abortion clinics, support women, support the women that you know have had abortions. <sighs> I just think it's so crucial at this time, especially at this time in America, if you're in America, to really just be showing support for all of our communities. You know what I mean? Like the black community, the Latino community, the LBGTQ community, women, like everyone, the Asian community, like let's show support everywhere. Cause you know, guys, they want us to hate each other. They want us to, and we're not going to, we're going to say, fuck that. We're going to stand up. We're going to hold hands. We're all brothers and sisters. So I really just want you guys to really go into this week knowing that like support 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 that's how we create and implement the change that we are all desperate to see so get out into your neighborhoods you know get out get involved get involved in voting your politics whatever that looks like for you I think that there's so many different ways that we can be involved it's not just limited to one or two so whatever that looks like for you if it's going out and picking up trash in your neighborhood, going to play basketball with the kids, going to a clinic and just sitting and speaking with women, like whatever that looks like, that's fine. But do that. Do that. All right, guys. I love you. We got this week easy. We got this, guys. It's going to go quick. I feel like that's what being an adult is, is like Sunday night telling yourself this week will be quick every week. (laughs) I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Instagrams. Send me an email. I'll link all of that stuff below. And if you're listening, Spotify or Apple listeners, and you have not yet left a review on the podcast, please take two seconds to do that. It pushes the show, grows the audience, helps me. Um, So yeah, go leave me a five star. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what you wish I did more of. I'm all for constructive criticism. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, I love you. Drink your water and be fucking nice. Bye.